First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tony Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? I'm fantastic. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Margaritaville. I hope everyone's wearing a flowery shirt, maybe sipping on a, a cocktail, uh, knocking a beach ball around. I know we're excited. We got this uh, this latest edition of Friday Rankings. Um, last week, we, we tried to do one for those disgusting millennials that are playing the Pokemon Go. And uh, this week, we're going to do one that's a little more topical, a little more newsworthy, like something you'd see in the Newsday. Uh, it's going to be top five players that the Mets should get at the trade deadline, which goes down this Monday. Uh, it seems like Sandy is content sitting on his hands, making all sorts of uh, comparisons uh, with the team and stake and the sizzler and all sorts of weird crap. But, you know, since I think of myself as at least a semi-professional GM, because I've talked trades with Francesa a couple times on the fan, uh, same with Tommy, you know, I think we're qualified to uh, talk about what the team should think about doing before Monday. So, Tommy, what do you think? Who is the number five target that the Mets should try to get for the trade deadline? I tell you what, kid. Number five, Ryan Madsen, the closer for the A's. As always, the Mets bullpen is a little bit shaky. It'd be great to have a former closer backing up familiar, being the setup guy in the eighth inning. Billy Bean and Sandy obviously have a relationship. Bean is willing to trade guys, and sometimes the prospects that he wants aren't considered great prospects. I think bolstering that bullpen, getting a guy like Ryan Madsen, who taunted us for years when he was on the dirty Philadelphia Phillies. You know, he was he was always pretty darn good against the Metropolitans. So I would love to have another arm out of that bullpen. I think, you know, the A's aren't going anywhere, so Ryan Madsen makes quite a bit of sense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Ryan Madsen, when he was on those uh, those little candy stripers there in Philadelphia, I wanted to choke him out with a rally towel. But, you know, I've since gotten over it. He's played for a couple of other teams, and uh, I would definitely enjoy his presence on the Mets. I'm thinking maybe we could swing a deal where we trade like a, like a Brandon Nimmo and maybe Eric Goodell for like a Madsen and Josh Reddick. Uh, that's kind of what I, th- that's just spitball and what I think is fair in my mind, but I like, I like Ryan Madsen at number five. Um, number four, my pick was Steve Pierce. He's one of those guys on Tampa Bay. He's just, he could have made a scrappy list. Like if he was a Met, he'd just be on the, uh, the, the all time scrappy list. He's one of those guys that plays the outfield, plays first base. He's not really phenomenal, but he'll like smack you a home run here and there. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard a bunch of good things about him. He's probably better than that Lucas Duda guy, and uh, he's a real character guy. You know, I don't think he's running around with his hog out in the clubhouse like Juan Uribe, but uh, I think he's gonna you know bring some some solid experience to the team, and uh, he fits the mold in terms of being a powerful gentleman, and uh, he doesn't cost a lot of money. And you know, the Mets are a small market team, as we well know. So uh, maybe Steve Pierce could be that bat bench or the the low-level bat that we can add who can potentially give us some upside down the stretch. 
I tell you, kid, I love it. I love having that kind of bat coming off the bench. P.S. has put up strong numbers down there in Tampa Bay. The Rays aren't going anywhere. Their magic seems to have left when Andrew Friedman and Joe Madden hit the bricks leaving Fort Lauderdale. The stadium's not even in Tampa Bay, which is which is strange. But, uh, but yeah, that's besides the point. Steve Pierce, I'd love to have you on my team. And along that same respect, another bench bat that you could maybe platoon. Number three for me, Ricky Weeks Jr., a 10-28 OPS against lefties. It brings me back to that weird summer when I cared about the College World Series. I tell you, I'll be honest, Richie, I thought Ricky Weeks Jr. was out of the league. And then all of a sudden, he's, he's doing big things. Yeah, I had no idea Ricky G. Ricky, uh, see, I almost called him Ricky Jeeks just because uh, I, I can't remember the last time I actually talked about this guy. I actually have to retrain my mouth to form the sounds that make up his name. Uh, Ricky Weeks Jr. out there, I remember him playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you know, he was he was not bad. He was the reason that that little pedophile got to slide down the Brewer slide once in a while. He was popping home runs here and there when the Mets were a really bad team. Uh, I think he's since become a bit of an afterthought over there in Arizona. Once in a while they start him, but um, you know, it's like a it's like a it's a bit of a sad story. But you know, maybe we could bring him over here and and just squeeze the last bit of juice out of him, like we did with uh, Jeff Conine. He could be our Ricky Weeks Jr. could be our 2016 Jeff Conine. And if that's not exciting, you know, pinch yourself because I'm pretty sure you're dead. I love it, kid. I love it, kid. Who do you got for number two? Well, I'm thinking outside the box a little bit on this one, uh, you know. But I'm pretty sure these days with the internet. Sandy has China's phone number, uh, not the uh, not the WWE wrestler, RIP, uh, <laughs> but the country instead. And I think that he should call over there and see if Lasting's Millage is still available. Just a little bit of a dark horse pick there. No one would expect the Mets to bring back Lasting's Millage. Last time he was on the team, he brought a lot of uh, charisma, which was criticized. He was high-fiving fans. No one really cared for that. Uh, but I remember one time he had a home run off Armando Benitez when he was pitching for the Giants, and that was pretty impressive because, you know, he's, he was a big boy and he threw hard. Uh, I just think it, it'd be good to uh, infuse a little bit of youth onto the team and uh, Lasting's Millage. Uh, I don't know how old he is now, but I'm pretty sure he made his debut with the Mets when he was around 16, so he can't be any older than, like, 26, 27. Um, if they're willing to send him over... You know, I think I think we're willing to take him. What do you think? I tell you, kid, that's a blast from the past. Lasting's Millage, former first-round pick, a controversial stint with the New York Metropolitans, uh, very similar to a uh, Ricky Davis in the NBA, if you will, uh, for those who follow multiple sports. But, uh, yeah, Lasting's Millage, great haircut. He had the dreads. He was a, allegedly a five-tool guy in the same ilk as Alex Escobar and Alex Ochoa and don't Fernando, forget Jay Payton. Jay Payton, Fernando Martinez. We could we could really go on and on about five tool Met guys that didn't pan out in the outfield. But I like it. You're thinking outside the box. You're using your thinking cap. I'm not mad at you. No, not at all. Plus a nice little you know bonus here. He had a rap career. He called himself L Mills. Uh, you could probably find uh, some of his work on the YouTube. But I know during his time with the Washington Nationals, 
he was definitely uh, a pretty good rapper. So shout out to Lasting's Millage. Hopefully we we're seeing you in uh, you know in Mets orange and blue coming home just like Jose Reyes by Monday. Uh, and that brings us to our number one trade target. Who is it going to be, Tommy? Richie, I'll tell you what. Who says that you can't come home? Carlos Beltran. The guy is putting up monster numbers for the Yankees. The Yankees aren't going anywhere. They already started selling off our boy Chapman. Why not? Why not bring the guy home? You know, it's not like he's got to move too far. You know, he, he's playing up on 168th Street. 168th Street, I never ventured north of 90th uh, here, here in the city. Uh, but anyway, Queens, bring him home. Carlos Beltran, what do you think? I mean, yeah, Chucky Beltran, as I like to call him, it'd be a great fit. Uh, if we can get Lasting's Millage, I think the second best choice for me personally would be Carlos Beltran. He's hitting like uh, he jumped in the fountain of youth. I don't know what's going on. This guy's an MVP candidate. He's like 46 years old. He's like uh, he's like if Julio Franco were good. When you know, like Julio Franco, he always got a pat in the back for playing until he was like you know 64 years old. But uh, you know, he would do nothing more than get a couple pinch hits here and there. Carlos Beltran seems like he's still got some. Uh, some oil left in the tank. Uh, is that the term? I don't even know. Anyway, uh, you know what I'm saying. Carlos Beltran, great guy. Uh, damn shame that he didn't want to play for the Mets, but he did do well for the Mets. And I think it's important that he comes back because he needs to show people that he's more than than just the guy who struck out to end the 2006 season. Uh, you know, he's also a single-season leader in home runs. Um he helped John Neese get a nose job. He paid for the entire nose job that John Neese got. That's uh, something that many people don't know, but it's actually true. And, uh, you know, he's he's just a, a real confident guy. He's got that swagger. You know, he's got that, that mold that people make fun of sometimes, and he doesn't even care. He just goes out there and just, just smacks bombs. So uh, Carlos Beltran, uh, fearless, MVP caliber, role model. What more could you ask for? Keeps the kids excited, real family guy, and, uh, you know, I respect that he knew when to shave his head when he was losing his hair. People take that for granted. A lot of times they hold on. You get the uh, the, horse, the, the uh, horseshoe pattern going on. Not Carlos. He said, you know what, let's bick it. Let's go all the way. So his decision-making is good Met fans, and uh, I think we'd be stupid to not bring him back. I love it. I, you, take a look at his numbers. For any Met fans out there that are, that are angry, for bringing up Carlos Beltran. Look at his numbers from back in the day. I think people misremember him because of, the, as you mentioned, the 2006 NLCS. And look at his numbers this year. He's pretty damn good. Carlos Beltran, number number 15, in whatever your number is, and number one in my heart. Yeah, I think he's 36 in the Bronx. Uh, let me ask you one more question about Carlos. What do you think the Mets would have to trade to get him back? Oh, man. I don't know, kid. Uh, probably some some fancy prospects. You know, Brian Cashman doesn't like helping out the Mets in any way, shape, or form. I think we could do it like this: we could do Brandon Nimmo, Eric Goodell, and hear me out here: Alejandro Deaza and Beltran Zars. I tell you, I tell you, Deaza is the ultimate sweetener. That's a three for one. Uh, I ran it by MLB 2016, the show. They rejected it, but that's a computer and not a human being. So I'm pretty sure Brian Cashman 
would, uh, you know, he'd be a fool to reject that one. Mets, if you're listening, feel free to steal that one. You know, just give me credit in the press release, all right? So that's how we're going to get Carlos Beltran. And that's it. Those are our Friday rankings. Those are the five players that we think the Mets should go after at the trading deadline, which happens on Monday. Uh, everybody have a lovely weekend. Contact us on the Facebook at First Time Long Time, Twitter at MetsFTLT. Um, what's the other one? The email, firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. And, of course, we got Mike Piazza weekend coming up. Uh, they're retiring his number. Um, we would have done top five Mike Piazza moments, but I'm pretty sure SNY is doing that, you know, uh, twice an hour for the entire month of July. So uh, they, we didn't want to be. They got a little more footage than us. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah, just a tidbit. <laughs> and uh, we didn't want to beat a dead horse. So, you know, enjoy the deadline uh, targets, and we'll talk to you guys Tuesday. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.